What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 112 of the Tatiana Harness Podcast. All right, everybody. So today I have a special guest with me. I have Layla Blair, who's on the other side of the phone with me. Layla, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Layla Blair. I'm the starting point guard for the University of Houston. I'm currently a junior, and uh, I'm excited to you know be on this podcast with Tatiana. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. So um, my first question I have for you is, how did you fall in love with the game of basketball, and how old were you? So as long as I can remember, I grew up with three other brothers. Um, I have a younger brother, and then I have two older brothers. And my sister as well, we all played basketball. So growing up, I had an older brother that played at, you know, at the highest level, on the high school level, the collegiate level, and the pro level. So I think what really started that love for the game was he really, my oldest brother, he really paved the way for me and my siblings. And seeing him play at a high level and also being able to go to the park and play with my brothers um, really made me fall in love with the game. Like like I said, I, I think I fell in love when I was, you know, probably like, I would say like eight, you know, uh, eight or nine. I didn't I didn't start playing organized basketball till like ten, but I really started to like the sport around like eight and nine. That's awesome. That's about the same time that I actually started as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then also, what are you majoring in right now? So right now, I'm majoring in media production. And my focus in media production is basically digital cinematography. And that's like going into like film editing or, you know, anything that has to do with like film. So like whether directing, you know, producing, whatever it is. But I really want to focus in on like editing and shooting. That's awesome. That's really neat. Um, And then I'm also going to get into uh, another part of your life. I also know that you're like a big believer in God and everything. So I was wondering, like, have you always been a believer in God? Or if not, like, when did you? So one thing about, you know, me growing in my faith and me coming to know my faith um, in the extent that I know it now, like knowing Christ as I know him now is... It all start, started out of my curiosity of knowing God because I grew up going to church. Even though me and my family, we didn't go to church every Sunday. We were the type of family, like, we probably go on, like, you know, the holidays, like Easter and Christmas and different things like that. But still, um, I still would, when I would see my parents in, in, in services worshiping God and, you know, praising Him and, and tithing, and, you know, um, just being in awe of God, I was always curious about this God that they were so in awe of. They were praising, they were, you know, giving their money. I was in, I was curious. I was like, why do they feel about this so-called, why do they feel this way about this so-called God, this so-called Jesus? And I think that curiosity started at a, at a young age, you know, um, as long as I can remember, you know, going to church. But when I started truly, you know, coming into my faith, it was, when I allowed that curiosity to actually, you know, transition into like action was around, you know, um, my eighth grade going into, no, it was, yeah, it was my eighth grade going into my ninth grade year of high school. And I actually, you know, when I was, I was in church one service and I was really, I, I had a, I had a moment where I was 
truthfully overwhelmed by the spirit of God. And that day, you know, God was pushing me and leading me to, you know, um, walk, walk up to the altar and, you know, give my life over to him. But that day I didn't. I was afraid and I was scared and I didn't understand what, what was occurring at that moment with me being overwhelmed by the spirit and God pushing me and speaking to me in that way. But even though I didn't walk that, that day, I was, I was crying a lot because I knew that he was pushing me. So the next Sunday, not only did I walk, but I walked with my brother and my father. So I think it was a beautiful thing, not just, you know, not being so down about me not walking that day when I felt God, you know, so, so heavily. But that next, that next Sunday that I went, um, I was able to bring my little brother in, my father walked with me. So um, I think that was beautiful in itself when I gave my life over to Christ the first time going into, I believe I was in ninth grade. And then where it really like pushed me to, you know, really just full throttle, you know, live out this lifestyle for God is uh, after the passing of my, my grandmother. And she was like a, she was definitely like a, a, a trailblazer for me and just pushing the faith and just pushing, you know, keeping God first and pushing him and uh, uh, helping me understand that he was the center, you know, of life and the center of everything that I, I could ever do. So that's truthfully how the, the motto GFIE came about was because, like, she always told me, like, if you're going to do anything, if you want to be prosperous or successful in anything, you know, you got to keep God first. And if you keep God first, everything will fall in line. You know, everything will fall in line how it's supposed to. So when she passed away, you know, I was hurt, but it led me to it, it led me to make a vow to Christ that I would actually live out this lifestyle for him in every way and be bold about it. So from there, the rest is history. It's really I'm continuing to build on my faith just by me making that vow that I'm going to keep God first and everything and put him at the center of, you know, all of all of, all of what I do and my priorities, you know, keeping him the main priority. So, um, yeah, uh, I just, I'm, I'm thankful that I am where I am in my faith, but it, it's been a long journey. It's still, you know, a long journey to go. But the main thing is, you know, I'm glad that I came to know him in the way that I did. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Um, I know, like, your motto, or your, you use the hashtag all the time, GFIE, and I love it, too, so mm-hmm. I might have to start using it. It's pretty awesome. But then that leads into your clothing brand a little bit, too. Um, I know that is, like, the biggest motto for it is GFIE, but why did you want to start yeah. your clothing brand overall? So it started off with, you know, what I was just saying, you know, uh, me making that vow that, you know, I would actually live out a lifestyle that portrays just that. And me starting that brand was really like, I was also like, after my grandmother had passed, I was like, man, how can I, you know, build on her legacy? How could I build on what she started, you know, pay it for it on what, you know, the seeds that she sown for me to grow up my faith? and me to be the person that I am. And I was going to start, you know, by making it about her, but I was like, you know, the main thing about my grandmother, she always, you know, centered everything around God. It was like, it was about God. It's like, even though, you know, she 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 knew we loved her, she knew that, you know, she had, she was doing great things for us. She would always put it on God, like, and that's why I'm even the person that I am today. Like, even when I get any validation or recognition, you know, it's cool. You know, I, I, 
I take it and I accept it, but at the end of the day, I know who who's allowing me to do it. I know mm-hmm. who's pushing me and putting me in the places to do those things. So I always give the glory back to God. So going into, you know, starting a brand, I was like, how can I do that? How can I, you know, build on her legacy? And I was like, man, I might as well do the, you know, what what she, she gifted to me, you know, which is, you know, my relationship and my faith growing in, in God and just understanding to live out God first and everything. So I was like, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a do a lifestyle brand. This brand is going to be a lifestyle brand. So it's not only GFIE is not just only, you know, uh, focused on, you know, clothing. It's actually, I actually want to do a lot more with it, but that's how the clothing part came about, you know, and I, I'm really, I'm really big on fashion. So I'm like, um, I started to understand, I'm like, why can't I just make my own clothes, you know, uh, rock my own stuff. And, you know, I like to, everything that I do, I like it to mean something. So like, even if I'm wearing something, I want it to mean something to me. And, um, yeah, so GFIE is basically a lifestyle brand, you know, it It'll start to involve a lot more stuff, but right now we got clothing. And eventually, you know, God willing, we'll have, you know, videography, you know, films um, doing uh, in that area or, you know, even like a, a music um, aspect of, you know, record label or whatever the case may be. Like, I want it to be a lifestyle brand where a lot of people, a part of the body of Christ, a lot of people in their faith can boldly have a platform to glorify God in every way that they can. And, you know, um, I also want it to be, you know, a sports aspect and, you know, how athletes, other Christian athletes can, you know, um, come on the GFIE platform and also, you know, share their faith and just continue to grow in that, continue to reveal God or continue to share the gospel in that way. So I think that was really the main, you know, reason GFIE came about, but, at the end of the day, it was really just, you know, finding an opportunity on, like, how can I, you know, n- not only through sports, but how can I also, you know, use other avenues and just other ways to share the gospel? And, you know, clothing was another great idea of mine that God gifted to me um, and sharing him with other people. I think it's so neat how you're <clears throat> already foreseeing like everything too, how you want to like build on it already and everything. Cause you already have so much cool stuff on there, which I'll definitely have to get something. But um, yeah, I think it's so neat all the stuff that you already have. So I'm excited to see what you put on there next. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you. So if you were playing basketball, what do you think you would be doing right now in life? Honestly, if I wasn't playing basketball, I would probably be doing, I can't say, you know, exactly what I would be doing, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would be doing something along the lines of, you know, using my platform to glorify God in whatever way. Like, even with me playing basketball, the my why is using my platform to glorify Him. That's my why. So, like, um, I would say whatever to, you know, using God using me in a way, whatever way to reveal him. So uh, whether that's through art. So I'm very big on like art. I can't, I can't really draw, but I'm like very artsy in a way. Like I love, you know, writing poems and, you know, just different things like that. But I also like shooting films, like, um, and just being creative in that way. So like, I don't, I don't know exactly what I'll be doing, but, um, Man, it would, it would be it would be somewhere along the lines of you know impacting and impacting people's lives in a way and encouraging them, 
you know, towards Christ, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just sharing that hope and joy that comes from them. So in whatever way, that whatever platform God would get me in that, you know, that's possibly what, what I'll be doing if it wasn't basketball. But basketball, the main reason I play basketball and I'm still going, um, you know, at the pace that I'm going and, you know, doing the things that I'm doing, staying motivated is because of my why. It's using my platform to glorify God and share his gospel through, you know, my efforts and all that I do through basketball. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So when you were going through, like, your um, uh, recruitment process in high school and everything, and then you ended up choosing the University of Houston, as I understand it, correct? Okay, so why did you end up choosing Houston? Was there, like, one thing that stuck out more than the other, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the crazy thing about, you know, my my journey uh, in the recruiting process and, you know, coming to pick a, you know, a school to go to, I really came to University of Houston out of necessity. You know, I didn't have, um, I didn't have, you know, a lot of, you know, the so-called, you know, love from all these different schools. I didn't, it wasn't a hard choice for me, like, because at the end of the day, Houston was the main school that was showing me love. And, I, I, I get it at the same time because my last two summers, they weren't great. You know, I didn't do too well, and it, it really devastated me. During these times, I was really going through a really bad depression, and I was going through a really tough time because the summer before my last summer, my grandmother ended up dying, and, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't playing. Like, I was on the top team. You know, I was on, you know, the main floors in EYBL, but I wasn't coming off the bench, so that – that in itself, you know, it was that was a tough time for me in itself. And then going into my last year of AAU, you know, I was playing, but the role that I had wasn't wasn't you know helping me showcase my ability and allow me to play how I wanted to play. So I didn't get the schools like I wanted to go Power Five right out of high school. I wanted to go to one of these big universities when you're talking about like a UConn, South Carolina, all of those different schools, Tennessee. Yeah. all these different schools but it didn't work out like that and thankfully it it did work out how it did because god knew what i needed he knew what i needed so like me going to houston was really because you know that was the best situation for me even though i had other mid-major schools like you know other schools like san diego um um uh wichita state and that was really pretty much if I'm being honest, that was really pretty much it. I didn't have a lot of schools, so University of Houston was my top choice mm-hmm. simply because, you know, that was where I was getting the most love, you know, as far as, you know, like my my uh, my coach now, my head coach now, he was literally, you know, he was recruiting me. Like a lot of other schools, their head coaches was not recruiting me like that, like showing me love and actually giving me, you know, attention and, and letting me know that, that they really want me in the program. So yeah. that was one of the reasons why I chose University of Houston. But another key thing what I, I could say is, you know, I, gen, I genuinely love the atmosphere, you know. I love the fact that I could be close to home and, you know, uh, see my family at so many games. I can't tell you how thankful and grateful that I am and just being at this school because I can go home when I want. I can see my people all the time. I'm a big, I didn't understand how big of a family oriented person I was. So I got to college and I got to University of Houston. I I look back and I'm like, man, I couldn't have went nowhere else. Mm -hmm. Because like, even me being at the University of Houston, I've been through my ups and downs here. 
and I couldn't imagine being far away going through those same things. So I was stake. I, I look at it now. I'm like, man, God, you knew what I needed, even though that I wanted all this other stuff. I wanted all, you know, the I wanted the big lights and all. I wanted all of that. But at the same time, he put me in a position to understand, like, it's not those places that, you know, give you, you know, the notoriety and the exposure that you need. It's me. So he can do whatever you want to do. Like, I'm a type person now. It's like it's not about me going to chase and, you know, being a part of the best team or whatever, you know, because I yeah. understand, you know, I have the 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 best power within me. I can build a legacy wherever I am. So that's really why, you know, I'm still at Houston because it's just like I'm not loyal. It's not saying that I'm loyal to the situation. It's just it's honestly just like Damian Lillard says. It's like I'm loyal to who I am. I know who I am through Christ and I know what I can do through him. So and I know that I can build, you know, a legacy where I am and I can build, you know, greatness and build a great culture where I am. So that's really why, you know, I, you know, I am where I am. You know, I chose Houston for those great reasons, but it's re it's truly the reason why I'm still here. Um, and just understanding it's like my decisions aren't about me. It's about a bigger effect of, you know, how it can affect other people and, you know, make an impact. So, yeah. That's so awesome. I think, um, I think it's crazy how much like the recruitment process is in like just all the different schools that are out there and everything just in general yeah. in high school. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, I know you spoke yeah. on your family and everything, but how big of a role did your family play like for you, um, to get you where you are today? Obviously, I know you spoke on your grandmother and everything who um, obviously made a big impact on you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Man, I tell you the truth. Like, I would not be where I am without my family. I'm so, I thank God every day that I had the support system that I had growing up, man. Really, it's really hats off to my parents. They made so many sacrifices to put me in the position that I am, like, I'm in. And, um, uh, you know, some examples of those sacrifices is just like they would take me across the world to go to, you know, practices, trainings, just different things. And it was like it was not just one or the other. They both were invested and committed to, you know, the journeys of their children. So, like, them showing me that much, you know, commitment and, you know, putting uh, uh, putting me in a position to be great and, you know, be successful in this sport and be successful in anything because they supported us and whatever whatever we do, whatever we did. So, like, if we love something, they was going to fully support us in that. So, like, even with me loving basketball, they went, they, they did everything. They sacrificed their time. They sacrificed all their energy, their, their, their money, and all of that different things just to, you know, get me, you know, in the position to be prosperous in this sport. So, I would definitely say, you know, I would definitely not be where I am without my parents, my, you know, um, them in itself, but also my siblings, you know, uh, like I said about my older brother, he truly paved the way, you know, for us in playing this basketball at the, you know, the, the highest levels, whether collegiate, you know, high school and even pro. He, he went through a lot of different experiences through basketball. So watching him, you know, play, you know, at these different levels and go through what he went through, he was able to teach us a lot of things and, you know, actually give us great perspective on how we go about these situations when we do hit adversity, you know, how to respond, you know, how to 
you know, how to act, how to treat others, how to, you know, how to think. And I think I thank God for that as well, because like if I didn't have my older brother to, to teach me and help me understand that you're going to go through adversity, that you're going to go through situations where you might not have the role that you want. And you're going to go through situations where you have to work a, lot, a whole lot harder and not worry about, you know, if you get it in return. Um, you just truly got to stay true and stay true to your work, stay true to who you are and continue to be the great person that you are. So I think I really thank God for my older brother. His name is Carl Blair, and uh, he truly paved the way for, you know, me and my siblings and also my other siblings and just supporting, you know, my uh, my younger brother. He also plays sports. He always supports and always, you know, us in a, in a cell, we always make each other better just because we're all, we're, we're both still playing the sport, um, playing sports. He plays football. And uh, just supporting each other in that way helps me so much. And my my other my middle brother Noah, you know his support and you know just his creating his creativeness and his smarts and his wisdom that he knows um, in the sport because we all play, so we all know you know different aspects to help each other in that way. And also just in life in general, like I just truly appreciate my siblings and also my sister who's an artist. Um, her name's Jayla and. You know, just her creativeness and what she does, you know, inspires me to be creative in what I do. So, um, man, I tell you the truth. Like like I said, I would not be where I am without my family. I truly appreciate my family. And I thank God for my family because I know, like, that's truly the reason of why I'm where I am where I am. Just like the saying it says, it takes a village, mm-hmm. you know. To get where you want to be, it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to do great things. That is a true statement. I had a great village growing up, and God continues to bless me with more people to support me in this journey. So, um, got to give my hats off to you know my family. I really appreciate them. That's so awesome, and that reminds me too because I'm also like on my own basketball journey as well, and. My family does so much, I can't even explain it. <laughs> um, they take me, like, everywhere. and That's so good. Yeah, and I'm the oldest sibling. I have two younger sisters. One of them, um, she's 12. Okay. She also plays right now, and she's really good. And then I have a younger sister who's six years old. Um, so I'm kind of paving the way for them in my own sort of way. Okay. So it's a little bit difficult being the older child and everything, having them look up to me. But at the same time, like, I love it because it pushes me to... To be the best that I can be and be a role model as well yes. and my parents have shown like me the best way possible to do that so um, I can kind of relate to you a little bit in the way that my family is literally doing anything and everything yes. <laughs> that is big time continue to you know embrace that role I know it's not easy I don't know how it feels to be the oldest child but seeing my older brother I know that you're most most of the part, you know, the hard thing is you're the experiment child. So mm-hmm. you're gonna go through a lot of the, a lot of the things first, you know, yeah. before your siblings go through it. So, but it's a beautiful thing because God has gifted you a role to be a leader mm-hmm. in that way. So responsibility that's a big thing, um, and everybody doesn't have the opportunity to have that role. So just embrace it. I know it ain't easy, but like I, you know, my motto: keep God first, and you'll be all right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So speaking of leadership role, I only have, uh, first off, I only have two more questions for you, but um, speaking of the leadership role, obviously you're the starting point guard. So you take on like a lot of responsibility and everything. And I can relate to you because I'm also a point guard, but how do you balance like encouraging your teammates and lifting them up, but at the same time, like holding them accountable and being um, 
firm with them and pushing them to like the best that they can be? Ah, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, it's something, this is something that I'm gradually getting better at. And even in this year, I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's hard because, you know, you want to, you want to be, you don't want to come off as a mean person to your teammates. You don't want to come off as this person, like you don't care about them, which it's never that, but you have to understand, you know, the leadership role is not easy. It's not easy at all, but it takes a lot. It's, it's, it's needed because it takes a lot of courage for that leader to actually lead and leading is not just, you know, uh, you know, encouraging your teammates is about, like you said, holding them accountable as well. So in doing that, you have to, the best way that I can tell you from my own experience is actually gain a relationship with your teammates. Gain a relationship with your teammates where you know the ins and outs of how, you know, you know they respond to certain things, If you gotta, how you have to use a certain tone with certain players because that is real. You know, everybody, you can't speak to the same way, especially when you're trying to, get a point across or hold them accountable. So I know the best thing that I could do was truly get to know my teammates, know them, you know, uh, who they were and, you know, how they how they responded to different things. And in me encouraging them, you know, uh, in me holding, a, holding them accountable, I would also, you know, uh, I would always, you know, um, always press with the encouragement. So, like, when I had to hold them accountable, they still felt the love in it because not only am I responding to you um, with a tone that you can accept, mm-hmm. but I'm also responding to you in a, in a way that you know that I care about you. And me holding you accountable in this way and telling you, you know, what you should do or, you know, what you can't fix, it's not coming off so much as a bad thing because at the end of the day, you've seen so many instances where I've encouraged you, I've been embraced you, I've been uh, even, you know, told you, you know, you know, uh, empowered you in a way to to uh, help you to trust that I what I'm saying is is to help you and not to you know hurt you or you know break you or anything. So, like I said, I think the best way to you know balance the two is getting to know your teammates, you know, gaining a relationship with them, you know, building that trust with them so that when you have those moments where the adversity hits in the heat, it's in the heat of the moment, you know how to respond to them, you know how to talk to them, you know how to, you know, even uh, have a, 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 a good conversation with them, which at, at the same time, I'm not saying that it's going to be easy mm-hmm. because at the like, it's not, all the time, you're going to get into some confrontation sometimes just because of uh, the heat of the moment, you know, when yeah. adversity rises, everybody isn't the same when, and when stuff happens like that. But in those moments, you just got to, you know, embrace that, that leadership role for what it is. You know, some people may get mad. Some people may even cry or get sad. But at the end of the day, what you can do is always make sure that, you, that your approach is pure. Your intentions are pure when you approach anybody and you talk to anybody. And I think the best way that I've been able to balance that is even through my faith and understanding, you know, the power in the tongue, you know, there's life and death in the tongue. So understanding, you know, there's power in my words and, you know, words are truly powerful. So how you say them, you know, what you say, you know, uh, the tone of how you say them and all of these different things, they matter because you're truly, you know, dishing out, you know, power in itself, life or even death. So, like, I think that's been a big thing for me and just balancing, you know, um, being accountable to my teammates, but also being a, an encouraging factor in there 
in their journey mm-hmm. as well. So, well, I thank I you for that. Yeah, I thank you for that because that's something that I'm also learning right now is how because I'm more of like a positive and encouragement type of person or encouraging type of person. Yeah. Um, and I don't like or I personally haven't liked getting on my teammates before. And so I've started yeah. getting there, especially throughout this season when um, I'm playing my first year of like high school basketball because I've always played club and everything. So playing my first year of high school mm-hmm. basketball, I've really learned um, like how to also hold my teammates accountable while also making sure that they mm-hmm. understand like it's nothing personal and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Keep going. Keep going. That's good. Thank you. Okay, so my last question for you, um, I don't know, you could have answered this already a little bit in one of your answers previously, but what do you want to do after college, after um, you're done and you graduate? So definitely the goal, you know, is to play pro, play in the WNBA, you know, um, play at that level, the highest level that I can with basketball. I continue to play basketball as long as I can play it. I love the game. I'm very passionate about it, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm just thankful that I can use this gift and ability that God has gifted me with, so, and in itself, and that in itself, like I told you before, my why is just glorifying God and whatever I do, so whether through basketball or through sharing his gospel in whatever way that he's called me to do that, so, but the, the, what I plan on doing for sure is continuing to play the game of basketball, planning to, you know, go to the WBA. Um, do great things there and, you know, use my platform to glorify God there. But also, you know, God has given me other avenues and other ways to, you know, share them. So whether through films, making a movie, directing a film, uh, shooting a music video, uh, what, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. writing a poem, um, motivationally speaking to people, um, you know, being a keynote speaker, whatever it is, you know, I want to, I just want I'm, I'm, I want to do whatever, whatever God leads me to. So that's really, you know, what I want to do. That's awesome. And I could definitely see you going pro. You're, you're doing so good right now. <laughs> it's so fun to watch you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Well, that's all I had for you today. Um, do you have anything else before we wrap up our conversation? Yes. Um, I really, I really am. I'm super excited for you. You did really great today in this podcast. You were inspired to me because I didn't understand, you know, uh, just with the questions you asked, you know, your, you know, the tone and how you asked them, how, you know, uh, how proper you were with them and, you know, not just stuttering or anything. You were very professional. So, like, I want to commend you just to keep going, keep going. Um, I see a lot of, you know, potential in you. I see brightness in you, light in you. So like like I said before, you know, continue to, if anything, if I can encourage you in anything is, like I say all the time, God first and everything. Keep God first and just allow him to lead you. Allow him to continue to lead you in this, this path and the journey that you have and through sports or whatever. But I'm very proud to see somebody your age doing what you do. And um, I'm excited to see what you do with this, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I really appreciate you coming on. It was so awesome um, getting to know you more and um, also just having you on here. So it was great. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
Yeah, of course. So thank you, everybody, for listening in for, to today's podcast. Layla, thank you again for joining. Make sure you uh, follow Layla throughout the rest of the season. Um, again, she plays for the University of Houston, Houston so make sure you um, follow the rest of their season, and I will talk to you guys next time. All right, you guys, so I hope you all enjoyed that episode today. Obviously, I got to meet with the great one and only Layla Blair. She was so amazing, and I hope you guys learned a lot. I know I learned a lot today um, just from listening to her speak, so make sure you go and check her out, track her throughout the rest of the season. She's doing some amazing things right now. Um, I really appreciate her coming on. And so I'm really excited. Um, Make sure you guys stay tuned for the rest of the week as I have some more great episodes coming out. And I hope everybody has a great week ahead of them. So that now officially wraps up episode 112 of the Tatiana Harness podcast.